0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 8 of Added Time, a Games and Graps studio podcast. Now we all know that the last week has been a very different week to what we're used to. The passing of the Queen, uh, Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, uh, just under a week ago, uh, has, has changed a lot just uh, of things in the last week. And it's what's dominated the news and dominated social media And we've seen a king sworn in uh, which is still feels a bit strange to say and because of said occasion with the Queen passing away decision was made uh, last week that football wouldn't be played last weekend so all those predictions I made uh, gone completely out the water now I fully expected the fixtures to be cancelled because doing some sort of research around what happens after the Queen dies in terms of uh, sport, I fully expected all sport would stop until after the funeral itself. But on the Friday, I believe it was, the day, the following day, the government gave the green light for sport to continue, and it was down to the discretion of the governing bodies for those particular sports. So, we saw cricket was, uh, they stopped playing at the cricket uh, on the Friday, just for the day, and that restarted on the Saturday. And various other sports continued as well, apart from football. So the Premier League and the EFL decided that as a mark of respect they were going to postpone all fixtures last weekend. Now initially I was I was fairly comfortable with this and and maybe it's because a weekend off the weekend of no football for me uh, given what my team are doing at the moment isn't necessarily a bad thing could could do with a week off. I was actually looking forward to the international break. Which is not something I normally say, but when your team are playing bad, you're just like, I I need a week off. I need need to have a weekend where I enjoy myself and I'm not a miserable bastard. But What I didn't realise initially was that football had been postponed past the EFL, past the Football League into non-league, into amateur football, into grassroots, right through to Sunday League and through to kids footballs, boys and, boys and girls, you know. And something didn't quite sit right with me with that. And it left me somewhat frustrated. I think first off, when you've got children, boys and girls, as young as seven, eight, playing football... Yes, the the, the Queen dying is a sad moment, but to an eight year old child, they just want to play football. And when, by the time you came to Sunday, there was such, not negativity, that's the wrong word, there was such a somber atmosphere on the, the news and on the radio. You know, there was barely any adverts, all the songs were really sad, the news was just wall to wall coverage as you expect because this is a this is a huge moment in in history whether you're a royalist or not it's a huge moment in history it's it's something that as a nation not many people have have gone through because it's been so long since we've had uh, a new a new king so but to to a child they just want to go and play football and i think it's absolutely shocking that Sunday league teams and amateur teams are now being fined and they are being investigated for arranging friendlies because their league games have been cancelled. What has angered me the most though is the reasoning that the Premier League and the Football League have given as to why they decided to postpone and not go ahead with the fixtures. And their concern was that fans of certain clubs in certain parts of the country wouldn't observe a minute's silence or a singing of the National Anthem or a playing of the National Anthem. They would not observe it in a respectful way and that would put the Premier League in a, in a bad light. Now, I'm not going to go into the clubs and the fan base and all of that and and the clubs that we we suspect that they were probably talking about. But what disappoints me the most is that the governing bodies that are looking after or are supposed to be the custodians of of the sport that we love are treating the fans like they're idiots. And they're shitting on their own people, effectively. Because a headline like the Premier League hasn't gone ahead this weekend because they were worried about fan backlash. That headline reverberates around and that gets interpreted to football fans are scum, football fans are idiots and they don't know how to behave. Now, it's hard enough being a football fan when you've got people of other sports who a lot of the time they're uneducated they don't they don't get it you know I I, I know people that, that love rugby I've got family members that love rugby and they love nothing more than to to shit on football and a lot of what they say is uneducated nonsense you know they bring up about how much footballers are paid and how football fans like to fight look. I had a comment said to me once that 90% of football fans that go to a game are there to fight. So you're telling me that in a stadium with 30,000 people, that 27,000 are there to fight? And the response I got was, yeah. This was from someone who'd never been to a game. Now, I am not part of any hooligan element. Never have been, never will be. Never been involved in a fight at football. Yes, I've had some arguments with people. Yes, I've fell out with people. Have I come close to blows with someone because of a drunken argument over their team versus my team? Yeah, I have come close. But I've never got into a fight. I don't I don't think to myself I'm going to punch that person in the face because they support Derby or they support Coventry. You know, one one of my one of my uh longest friends at work is a Cov City fan. And we give each other a bit of stick. But there's also a mutual respect there. And this is what people that don't watch football or follow football or actually understand it. They don't realise that. That actually, it's for the most part, it is the minority and it is just playful banter. For want of a better word. <clears throat> so, when you get these comments and, and I feel like I have to defend football. Sometimes You know, I have to defend why footballers are paid so much and why football fans behave the way that they do compared to sports like cricket and rugby and all of that. For what it's worth, I've been to... I'm probably coming up to, if not already gone over, 500 games. Watched various different teams, obviously predominantly Leicester, I've been to different countries to watch football. I've been fortunate enough to go and watch Leicester in Europe. I've been on weekends away to City Breaks where I've gone and watched some football as well. Uh, And I've gone to games, you know, I've I've gone to Old Trafford four times to watch United play as a neutral. Because, as you know, I've got friends and family that are United fans. So there's a spare ticket knocking about. Yeah, I'll go. It's a game of football. You know, I do not wake up on a Saturday morning and think, right, time to get up, do some coke, have four cans and get over to Leicester, find some opposition fans and, you know, kick their heads in. I go to watch football. Some people do that and that's their prerogative and they're the ones that are going to be, you know, locked up and, you know, banning orders and all of that. You know, for me, they are not football fans football's changed so much you know the, the the experience of going to a match day has changed so much you know people still think that it's it's the, the late 70s early 80s and 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 that um, you know you've got running battles in the streets and you're having to parents are having to pick their kids up and run down the road it's not like that anymore there is a hooligan element you know I'm not going to deny that have I seen fights at football? Yes. You know, have I seen, have I seen, I've, I've seen it amongst, you know, Leicester fans fighting each other. Have I seen people goading the police? Yes, I have. They're, they're idiots. Plain and simple. You know, and a lot of the time when that happens, it's drink and it's the drugs as well, unfortunately, that leads to that behaviour but 99% of football fans are good people and they're just passionate about the sport that they love. And this is what disappoints me the most about what the Premier League and the EFL have they've not come out and said it but it's it's been it's been widely reported that the reasoning for postponing those fixtures is because they don't trust football fans. And that is so disappointing when it's us that line the pockets of the likes of the Premier League and the Football League with our buying of tickets and our Sky subscriptions and our BT Sports subscriptions and, you know, going to games and, and you know, that money effective in some way, shape or form if you've paid a football club, whether it's in ticket or merchandise or whatever, in some way, shape or form, some of that money makes its way to the Premier League or to the Football League or to the FA. And they're shitting on their own people and they're basically giving people the ammo to say football fans just can't be trusted. I I just think it's utter, utter nonsense and they've completely misread the room, they've misread the situation. And do you know what? There probably would have been one or two fan bases who are anti-royal, anti-monarch, anti-the queen and that's their prerogative and they have reasons for that. Do I agree with the booing of the National Anthem? No, I don't. If you are not a Royalist and you don't want to sing the National Anthem, just sit down and just ignore it. Turn your back to the pitch. You don't need to be audible about it. I remember watching a documentary where Fatboy Slim was touring around South Korea and Japan at the same time that the World Cup was on in 2002. And he went to all the England games. And... He is not a royalist, he's, he's very anti-monarch. So when it came to singing God Save the Queen, he sat down. He didn't stand there and boo or anything like that. Now, it's different at an England game, I get that. Because if you boo the national anthem at an England game, you're probably going to get hurled with abuse. When fans, when a, when a collective of fans are there with the same opinion... Booing, it just you're just joining in with with the crowd. You're just joining in with what everyone else is doing. I do think there are better ways to stand up for what you believe in. Very much like the Black Lives Matter stuff. Eventually, players like Wilfred Zaha and I think Ivan Tony as well. They were saying that this this taking of the knee is not having the impact. So I'm not going to take the knee, but I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand against racism, and that's what they did and I don't think that's a bad thing that's their that's their way of showing their 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 way of showing what they believe in so it just really disappoints me to think that the premier league and the efl think so little of fans in this country that they postpone a whole weekend of fixtures now for me the the one of the one of the greatest one of the I'll start again now for me one of the best things that they could have done is had those games go ahead and what you would have seen were images and videos all over social media everywhere of thousands of football fans up and down the country including your amateur football you know there would have been pictures of Sunday league teams of of girls teams, of, of, of boys' teams of all ages standing there showing a mark of respect to the Queen, who was a patron of the FA. That would have been such a powerful image and the singing of the national anthem, potentially, with new lyrics, so to speak, you know, I think that would you know I I just don't get where they were coming from with this because fans would have paid respects. Look at what happened Thursday night. So Thursday night, United played Real Sociedad in the Europa League. The game went ahead despite the news that came an hour and a half before kickoff because it was too late to postpone the match and it was the right thing to do was to play it. And there was a minute silence and you could hear a pin drop in that stadium. And for me, the Premier League and the EFL should have looked at that and thought: the majority of our f- of of the fans of this country are going to behave, and they're going to observe a minute silence. They aren't, you know, most of them aren't going to boo the national anthem. So it's really disappointing for me, and uh, that that's the sourness of it for me. I I don't I don't necessarily see this as forced mourning as what people are saying or we're being forced to mourn for someone that we didn't know you do what you want you can you can absolutely do what you want last friday i was off work and i woke up put talk sport on and it was very somber it was very quiet hushed tones no adverts which was nice and they were talking about the Queen and her love for horse racing and the fact that, you know, she presented Bobby Moore with the Jules Rimet when England won the World Cup and all of those great moments where she's, you know, met sports stars. You know, her meeting Frank Bruno and things like that. Uh, Lewis Hamilton. So, you know, they were right to talk about the Queen and they were talking about sport at the same time. And, you know, by, by 10, 11 o'clock, I was like, do you know what, I'm done with this, it's too depressing, and I put a film on. If you don't want to watch coverage of it, don't fucking watch it. Just turn it off. Just turn it off. Okay? There you go. I've had my two pence worth on that. I've had my little rant. I've had my little rant and rave. Because I'm not not, not able to rant about Leicester at the moment. Because we didn't play at the weekend. And it was great from that point of view. Completely stress free. All weekend. It was wonderful. My, weekends are, my weekend is about to be ruined. Because we're playing Tottenham. And I just cannot see us winning that game at all. Or getting anything from that game. At this stage I just don't want us to get battered. But I'll come on to... I'll come on to the weekend's fixtures. Because it has been confirmed that apart from two or three games. Which again has... Boiled the piss of many. All games are on, apart from three games in the Premier League that have been postponed because of policing. Now, if you want my opinion, don't blame the don't blame the Royals or don't blame the Queen's death for those games being postponed this weekend. Don't even blame the Premier League. To to be honest, blame the government for reducing the number of police in this country to the point where. We can't have football matches going on because two days later the Queen is having her funeral uh, 150 miles away. So if you want to blame anyone, blame this piss poor government. Oh, it's all got a bit it's all got a bit irate, hasn't it? Anyway, let's talk about let's talk about Chelsea. So Graham Potter, not Brian Potter, which I realised I'd called him a couple of times on last week's pod, podcast. Um, <laughs> which did. Uh, when I heard it back, I thought, well, it's too late now. I'm not going to edit it out. It's funny. Graham Potter officially named the Chelsea manager um, about a week ago. Uh, his first match is tonight. Uh, in fact, they're playing now uh, as I record this. I believe it is 0 0. So his first game is a, is a Champions League game, which is, uh, you know, what a way to start your uh, your managerial career. Why can't I find. Oh, there we go. So I'm just looking on my phone for the fixtures. Oh, Coventry are losing. Uh, de, 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 de. Chelsea 0 0. Yeah. So, ooh, Maccabi Haifa Mac- are beating PSG 1 0. Okay, sorry forgetting I'm recording a podcast um so yeah Graham Potter's in charge um which is you know there's there's some there's some weird weird little things that have happened there obviously uh, Kukurea went from Brighton uh, went left Brighton to go to Chelsea and now the manager that he left behind I don't think there was don't think there was any hard feelings towards him or anything like that or or the two of them had a fractious relationship but now he's moved clubs and You know, his old manager is there, you know, within about, within two games. And Billy Gilmore, Billy Gilmore left Chelsea to go to Brighton on loan for Brighton to then lose their manager, who has then gone to Chelsea. So who knows? Um, I would imagine that Billy Gilmore was loaned into Brighton because Potter wanted him. So what's to say that he wouldn't have actually started to put him into the first team at Chelsea? So interesting times at Chelsea. Now, I want to talk about the owner of Chelsea, Ted Bowley. So we've gone from an owner in Roman Abramovich, who we didn't hear anything from for pretty much 19 years to an owner who is trying to revolutionize and americanize uh, british football or english football premier league football whatever you want whatever you want to say so he has come out and this is this is of course some people are really really up in arms about this for me it's just for me it's the ramblings of a madman not you know it, it's nothing to take too seriously but people are going absolutely apeshit over this. Ted Bowley has done a Q and A, or he's done some sort of interview, and in that interview, he has proposed. And when I say proposed, he's just for, for, as far as I'm aware, he's just mentioned it in this interview. He hasn't gone to the Premier League with this or the FA, or he hasn't written to all of the clubs and, and asked this or or whatever. He has propose an idea where the premier league have an all-star game similar to what they have in american sports baseball uh hockey and basketball i don't know about i don't know about american football whether they do it they're doing baseball um i'm pretty sure they're doing hockey and i know that they do it in basketball so his idea is that you get the best players from the northern teams to play the best players from the southern teams now i don't know where that leaves The Midlands teams, uh, Wolves, Villa, Leicester and Forest. Uh, I probably wouldn't pick anyone from those four teams because they're all playing shit at the minute. He's proposing a North v South game. And what he's saying is that you could generate enough money that then that could be spread out throughout the, the football pyramid. Because the Premier League comes under a lot of scrutiny for not sharing its wealth with the rest of the rest of the football pyramid now ted Boley was saying that the the mlb all-star game generated something like 200 million they were played on a monday and a tuesday and it was 200 million dollars now you equate that you know i think that's that's something like uh, 200 million oh, god I don't, I don't know i don't know what would that be 170 million pound you know 170 million pounds spread that out throughout the rest of the football pyramid It'd probably be, you know, you're not you're not gonna all of a sudden get a load of clubs out of debt, but it might help, you know, especially to your lower league clubs. You know, they get they get fifty or sixty grand, and you know it sets them up for a season. So, he's come out with that, and people are absolutely up in arms in it. Stop trying to Americanize our sport, blah blah blah. All of this. Look, it is a proposal from a guy who is new to the Premier League. And he's trying to find... A, he's a businessman at the end of the day. He's trying to find a gap in the market. For me, that gap does not exist. I don't think there is an appetite for it at all from the fans. There certainly won't be an appetite for it from the managers. The players the players will play football. They, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll pretty much do as they're told. I don't think the managers will be up for it. Now, I, I did see a clip earlier of Jurgen Klopp... Who, when they mentioned it to him, he said, "Well, if he can, uh, if you can find a date, then he can give me a call and we'll have a we'll have a discussion." You know, th- there's already the debate around: is there too much football? The players don't get a break, and what and what and what Klopp said was right. You know, in these American sports, they have full-on off seasons. You know, four five months at a time. So these all-star games, you know, you can do that because these players they have loads of time off and these games are there to excite the fans. But realistically in 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 the modern in the modern football footballing world you barely have a break. I mean, look at the summer that just that just went. The the season finished before we knew it we were into a completely pointless Nations League and then bang, the season started. There was just no, there was no break at all. We've got a World Cup coming up, you know. The season's gonna, the season's gonna stop and then carry on on Boxing Day, and then you get into the new year and you've got, you've got the, you've got the FA Cup that starts third round. It's usually the first Saturday in January. Now you've got this added thing of some clubs have had. Two of their fixtures postponed because of recent events. So where are you going to fit those in? You know, if if you've got um, so Manchester United uh, are one of those clubs. One of the, their fixture against Leeds is off this weekend. So that's two fixtures they've got to find. And someone says, well, they'll have to play on a night where ordinarily there would have been a Europa game or, you know, Carabao Cup. But what if? What if United go far in the Carabao Cup? What if they get to the final of the Europa League? What if they go far in the FA Cup? You know, look at Liverpool. They played every single possible game that could be played last season because they reached the final of the FA Cup, League Cup and the Champions League and obviously the 38 games in the Prem. We don't need this. We don't need an all-star game. I I, I kind of... Part of me kind of likes the concept of it. All that would all that would happen is there would be arguments about who should be in and who shouldn't be in. I've already seen that on Twitter. People have been put in there who they would have in the northern team and who would be in the southern team and people have been going, Oh, you're having him over him you know So you get all of that, that, that bullshit anyway. So, you know, it isn't gonna happen. People just need to probably calm down. Little bit, and if it does happen, look, the chances are you know the Premier League want to make a load of money, it'll be in Saudi Arabia, so you know the northern team will be full of Newcastle players. So, uh, I'm being uh, facetious. Um, He also came out with, uh, I don't, why don't we have a, why don't the bottom four teams have a four team tournament to decide who gets relegated? Uh, We already have it, mate. Uh, It's called the bottom three teams from the Premier League get relegated, and then the top two teams from the championship go up automatically and then the winners of the playoff go up uh, so we already have our little tournament, leave it alone there's me getting angry about that, I just think that's that's an absolute that's a load of crap and uh, he also said that Chelsea have the one of the best academies ever and that they produced Mo Salah and Kevin De Bruyne yeah I've got nothing more to say on that really <laughs> oh he's a laugh he's a laugh this guy I tell you I, I'm, bring it on bring it on I can't wait I can't wait for more I, I can't wait for more situations where you know they've spent 280 million then they sack their manager a week after the window closes you know I would not be surprised if and, and I, I don't think Graham Potter will struggle because I think he's a class manager but I just would not be surprised if before the end of the season he's gone. A few bad results, gone. Because you know, it just <laughs> I mean Abramovich had a hire him, a fire him, and that was the that was the model and it, it did work because during Abramovich's reign, you know, Chelsea won a lot of trophies. You know, two two Champions Leagues, you know, three or four Premier Leagues, loads of FA Cup FA Cup finals at least, anyway. So yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. Uh, this this guy, how he how he runs this club and what ideas he comes up with. Um, I don't know. Maybe, may, maybe uh, maybe an all star. Maybe an all star game would be a laugh. Actually, I don't. I don't know. No, I don't want it. I don't think many people want it. To be fair, would I watch it if it was on the telly? Yeah, of course I would. Even if, like, well, obviously no Leicester players are going to be in there. Jesus Christ. Um, Yeah, I'd watch it. I'd watch it. But I wouldn't really be a fan for it. Or I wouldn't expect anyone to sort of take it. I don't think you're going to end up having, all of a sudden, you're going to have United, City, Liverpool and Everton fans all being like, yeah, we support the North. You know, it's still, you know, you've still got that club rivalry thing going on. Um, so yeah it's, it's going to be for this this guy what a, what a guy what a guy <laughs> oh dearie me uh, right so Champions League is being played at the minute uh, Celtic have got a 1-1 draw against Shakhtar so that's decent uh, I think Rangers Rangers are still drawing with Napoli Chelsea are still drawing uh, PSG have got one back let's see who scored the GOAT Lionel the Man City are still drawing with Borussia Dortmund. Uh last night in the Champions League Spurs uh lost 2-0 away at Sporting Lisbon, two really really late goals as well. So not great there and and uh, for for Spurs um yeah uh, that's the first, that's their first loss of the season but for me, they've not... I think I think Sonny summed it up perfectly when he said, for me, regardless of the players that they've bought and that the manager that they have, they are still just Spurs. So, yeah. I, I, I guess that uh, last night's result probably probably sums that up. Uh, and then Liverpool left it late to get a winner against Ajax at Anfield. And... and you know, I'd, again, defensively, I didn't think Liverpool looked great. Uh, Van Dyke, Dijk, Van Dyke's a strange one for me because he's clearly an excellent footballer, an excellent defender, but he almost defends with an air of arrogance. Like, oh, I'm just going to stand in front of you. You can't, you can't get the ball past me. I'm Virgil Van Dyke, and then bang, it's in the back of the net. The, the, you know, and it, it's almost like this. He has this demeanour about him. Like, he, he, he never he never looks like he's really in trouble. He doesn't break a sweat. And people think, oh, God, yeah, look at Van Dyke. He's not even broke a sweat. And he's won every tackle. He's won every ball. Well, actually, maybe if he did break a sweat, you know, defence would be a bit more bloody organised. Uh, I still think Trent, defensively, is poor. You know, for me, he needs to be converted into a more attacking player similar to what happened with with Gareth Bale Bale started off as a fullback and ended up pretty much being a striker because of you know how how good he was going forward and I think Trent's the same I'm not saying that um, Trent's going to be scoring overhead kicks in the Champions League final or anything like that and he's not going to play right wing whilst Salah is still at Liverpool obviously but I just think defensively I don't think he is he, he he is that good and I can understand why Gareth Southgate doesn't really pick him or doesn't fancy him uh, when it comes to England. So um there's still a bit of work there to be done for Liverpool. They're still they're still fragile, they're still conceding goals, but they're getting players back as well. Uh, Thiago played last night and I thought he was I thought he was fantastic. Doesn't get a lot of goals, doesn't get a lot of assists, but He's a, he's an incredibly incredibly talented a talented footballer so yeah um, I'm sure Liverpool will, will be fine in the end. I'm sure they will. Okay right I'm going to go through this weekend's Premier League fixtures that are on give you a few predictions. So let's have a look at the fixtures when they load up. And here we, no, app doesn't want to work, of course it doesn't. Okay, we're on. So we haven't got too long to wait actually because there's two games on Friday night. One of them is being shown on TV, Aston Villa versus Southampton. I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw in that one score draw. The other game which isn't being televised is Forest versus Fulham. Um I'm going to go for a Fulham win on that one. Wolves versus Man City 12:30 on Saturday. I'm going to go for a Man City win, of course. Wolves have signed Diego Costa. He's now officially a Wolves player. I imagine he's going to need a few weeks before he's match fit. Um so yeah. Newcastle versus Bournemouth, so Eddie Howe back, well not back because it's at Newcastle, but playing against his former team that he managed for a number of years in the Premier League. I can only see a Newcastle win here, I think that will be a fairly comfortable win. Spurs versus Leicester City, half past five on Saturday uh I mean I think Spurs will win absolutely and I think a another and I, I know I've said this and but things have happened which have meant that you know certain certain triggers haven't been pulled so to speak um I think an absolute hammer in here and Brendan goes so. I think if it's like a, you know, if it's if it's a narrow defeat, and if you know if we're unlucky, but there's there's definitely signs of improvement, then you know he might survive for a, He might survive the international break, and then we've got Nottingham Forest. Uh, so, but I mean, if he loses against Spurs, and then we lose to Forest at home, he's he's got to go. He's got to go for the sake of the club, for the sake of the club's future. Today, the the council. Leicester City Council have approved plans for the stadium expansion. (laughs) It looks fantastic, uh, but it feels very much like history repeating itself because plans were approved for a, a new stadium back in the late 90s, which is now known as the King Power Stadium. And they spent the first season of that new stadium in the Championship. It very much feels like history repeating itself, but we'll see. I do expect a Spurs win. Harry Kane loves a frigging goal against us. His record against Leicester is insane. But Spurs, you know that that you know Son Son hasn't got going, so you know he'll probably bag a hat trick at the weekend. Richarlison's looking decent. Uh, Kane Kane's always a threat. And Kulichewski coming off the bench, so you know I'd love to be able to sit here and say I think Leicester can sneak a draw, but I'm not. I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. Um, so we also have Brentford versus Arsenal at 12 o'clock on uh, Sunday. So oh, there's three games on the Sky on Sunday. No, there's not. There's two because one of them has been postponed. Um, so 12 o'clock, um, Brentford versus Arsenal. Um, this is a game that obviously last season, it was the opening game of the season and Arsenal lost it. Uh, 2-0 to a newly promoted team. Much better team this year. Much more, you know, they're mentally stronger. You know, they're they're just all round a better team than this time last year. Brentford's not an easy place to go. But I do expect Arsenal to win. United Leeds is off, as mentioned. Everton versus West Ham. Ooh. That's an interesting fixture. So... I mean, West Ham are in the bottom three. Um, 1 1, drew 1, lost 4. Everton. Everton haven't won a game yet this season. Drew 4, lost 2. Is that right? Yeah. Drew 4, lost 2 on 4 points as well. So, look, it's obviously not a relegation six pointer at this stage. <sighs> a draw? I'm going to say a draw on that one um, and I do believe we were we were supposed to have I believe we were supposed to have uh, Palace Brighton as well this weekend, that actually got put back prior to everything that's gone on because of rail strikes but it's still off anyway um, and then then we're going to an international break I um, I couldn't even tell you England are playing. But what I'll do next week is I'll um, obviously talk about this weekend's fixtures. uh, Anything else that sort of happens as well. And I'll talk about, you know, the, the England and the England squad and who gets picked. Because no doubt, Gareth Southgate will pick players that are not in form and probably start them. So we'll talk about that, and then when we when the Premier League returns on the first of October, it starts with an absolute cracker: Arsenal versus Spurs. So, with that in mind, I will see. I will see if I can get someone to join me uh, for the podcast that leads up to that that fixture. Um, yeah, and Leicester Forest that weekend as well. Oof. Anyway. Loads to look forward to, you know, and I know I know that the, some of you out there have been really, really frustrated at the fixtures, and a lot of the fixtures being postponed and stuff. But look, today's Wednesday that I am down recording. You are hearing this hopefully on the Thursday if you are listening to it as soon as it comes out, and on Friday the Premier League's back, you know. And if your team's not playing tough shit, unlucky. <laughs> no, I am only messing, you know. Plenty of football. Loads to watch, football league as well. You know that's back. That's back tonight. Actually, there's fixtures being played. So look, we had a, we had a, a one week break that we we didn't want and that I'm disappointed about. But football's back, and hopefully it doesn't go any go away, go anywhere anytime soon either. That's it for me for this week's podcast episode eight of Added Time. Thank you very much for listening. If you want to interact with me on Twitter, I am at AddedFootball. Uh, I'm also on Instagram at Added Time pod. The podcast can be found on Apple, Spotify and Podbean. If you go to my Twitter, there's a link to Linktree and that takes you to absolutely everything. My other Games and Graps buddies, Sonny G, he is going to be uh, continuing with the Clubhouse podcast. and Go follow him on all the socials. He's there, Sonny G or Sonny G coms, You will find him. And Finn Steele streaming over on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash the Finn Steele. Thank you very much for listening. If your teams are playing this weekend, I hope you enjoy it and I will speak to you next time.